Welcome to GOB with Christy and Kathy, where we talk about writing, reading, and life in between. I'm Christy in South Florida. And I'm Kathy in South Dakota. We're two newbie writers who share our love of food, wine, and crime fiction. We have interviews with best-selling and award-winning authors on our Quarks and Conversation episodes. And don't forget our Words in Progress episodes where we have fun writing lessons with writing experts. Join us for today's episode. Welcome to Corks in Conversation with Sheila Lowe. I've been looking forward to talking with Sheila about her book. I'm going to hold it up here for those of you who are watching on YouTube called Dead Letters. I'm going to move my fingers so you can see the full cover. Um, but I also am really excited to talk to her about um, her work as a forensic handwriting examiner. I know, I know. It should be a very interesting and fun conversation. So before we get started and we, and we hear from Sheila, let me tell you all about her. So Sheila writes stories of psychological suspense that put ordinary people in an extraordinary circumstances. Like her fictional character, Claudia Rose, in the award-winning Claudia Rose Suspense series, Sheila is a real-life forensic handwriting expert who was frequently engaged by attorneys and government agencies to verify handwriting authenticity. She also, she's a very busy lady, <laughs> <laughs> she also writes Beyond the Veil paranormal suspense series and nonfiction books about handwriting and personality. She also, yeah, we should be asking her about how what she gets all this gets all this done. She is also um, has a software. She has handwriting analyzer software, and it's an independent study course, and it's used all over the world. And all of her books have been <laughs> ranked number one in their categories on Amazon.com. So it's amazing. I, I know. know. So Sheila, welcome to the podcast. It's great to talk to you today. Thank you. You made me sound really busy. <laughs> you are busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. But um, so we're going to ask you some all the questions. But first, <laughs> we're going to talk about the wine today. And um, Sheila, you mentioned you sometimes enjoy a white Zinfandel, which truthfully reminds me of high school a little bit. <laughs> I know it's not a serious drink. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't probably had it since that time. So I was like, I, I remember it being sweet. So I was like, okay. And when I went and looked, I said, oh, it's a, it's a rosé. So I'm going to get a rosé, which I was able to find. And I got this beautiful bottle. I don't know if you guys can see that. Uh, Apothic Rosé. It's designed by a tattoo artist or something. So oh, really? it was really cool. And it's rosé with dark secrets. So that's why I kind of, I picked it. I had no idea what it was going to taste like. If you guys want to taste a sip, I think it's kind of sweet, actually. I didn't think it would be. Sweet is good. Mm-hmm. So it's a little yes. sweet. It's very nice. It's very yeah. nice. I see yeah. that you dress to match the wine today, Christy. Sort of. <laughs> it's kind of a, um, a little bit dark for a rosé. <laughs> when, when you held up the bottle, it was like it was almost identical. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it matches Sheila's cover of her book. Oh, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> well coordinated today. And my lips yeah. match. So there you go. All right. All the way around. All that the sounds way good. around. Okay. So let's get started with the questions. I know. I'm so excited. All right. So we loved the egyptian setting that you have in this book and how much it gave the readers a real feel for the place and so it leads us to wonder if in addition to all these other things you also have been traveling to egypt and done some research <laughs> to get this intimate knowledge actually no no <laughs> wow i have never been to egypt 
but I've talked to a lot of people who have. And the, the background was two years ago, my younger son, I have no grandchildren. I have two sons right now. My, my daughter was killed in 2000 by her boyfriend. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's another whole story. That's a real life. Wow. Wow. Yes. But my my younger son, who's a rock star in Germany, (laughs) was having a baby. (laughs) He got married and was having a baby. And so, of course, I had to go over there to meet my new granddaughter. So I went in September of 2019. And since I'm going to Germany, I have to go home to England and see people there. And it just so happened that I had met online a few months earlier, several cousins that I'd never known through Ancestry. And so we arranged to get together on the Isle of Wight. And then some other cousins that I'd met through Ancestry on my other side, we'd always wanted to go to Gibraltar, where our great-great-grandmother was from. So we went there and then went back to London. And I thought, you know, I've got to write off this trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's got to be. It's got to be research for something. Yeah, but um, I've always wanted to write about Egypt, and I've I've just always had an affinity with ancient Egypt. So, well, you'll definitely have to go sometime now, right? (laughs) I'm kind of old for that now. I don't like travel. I think that's one of those common. um, I think a lot of people are very interested in Egypt, and we should probably tell everybody kind of the plot here. That how it gets how it takes place in Egypt. So Claudia Rose has to go over to Egypt to help her niece who gets herself in a little bit of trouble. <laughs> and <laughs> but it's so great because there's so many scenes that take place at the real monument. When I was reading it, I thought, well, she's she's walked in those doors. I thought you had been there. In another life. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I've been told by psychics who didn't know about that affinity that I was a scribe in ancient Egypt. And a scribe, it makes perfect sense because I deal with handwriting and writing. Wow. Oh, wow, that's so interesting. Yeah. Okay, so I am very curious about how you got into the field of handwriting and why you decided to make Claudia Rose, your, your protagonist in this great series, also in that same field. Well, you know, they say, write what you know. (laughs) When I was 17 in high school, my then boyfriend's mother had read a book about handwriting analysis and how handwriting could reveal personality. And she analyzed mine. And I was just blown away by the things that she wrote. It's like, oh my God, somebody really knows me. I'm a 17 year old girl. And uh, she said I was emotionally stormy, which of course you could probably say about any 17 year old girl. It was true. That is a great phrase, by the way, emotionally stormy. I love that. I think I'm going to use that like with my daughter when she's like having a day. I'll be like, you're so very emotionally stormy today. (laughs) Stormy weather. Yeah. So I I started reading books and um, it was for about 10 years. I just read on my own and then I found that I could take courses and I did and became certified and then eventually went into a document examination, which is a a different but related area. Mm -hmm. And so when you say document identification or authentication, authentication. okay. So like, you know, did John Hancock really sign the declaration of independence or something? Right. So, so you have to go to trials and stuff probably. I hate it. Hate, hate, hate. That's the worst part of my job. But in the last 35, 37 years, since 1985, um, I've testified about 70 times. Wow. 
oh, that's not a lot considering how many hundreds of cases I've done. Right. right. But it's still very stressful. Yeah. Because stressful mainly, well, for a lot of reasons, but mainly because it's the opposing attorney's job to make me look stupid. Right. My job not to help. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. that's stressful. Yeah. I testified last month and, and well, I actually had two trials in one week, which, and there's a lot going on about that. And the day after the second one, I was so stressed. I broke out in a rash. Oh, oh really? I don't blame you. So Sheila, are you, are you testifying when, when you testify, is it more often criminal trials or civil trials? It's mostly civil, but I do have quite a few criminal trials too. And I had one of each that week. Wow. One was a young man who's been sitting in jail for almost two years waiting for trial. And that actually wasn't even a trial. It was just a hearing. And he's, you know, he's just going to be stuck there. And his attorney explained to him that because of COVID, the courts are even more stacked up than normal. So he's going to be sitting there for quite a while. That's tough. That is tough. Yeah. But I, I, and I, has it made it a little easier doing it? Are you doing it Zoom or you have to do it in person still? I've done a couple of them in Zoom, but this one I was required to drive 150 miles to the armpit of Riverside County. <laughs> <laughs> what I learned from that was don't eat pot roast at Denny's. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> at least not that Denny's. <laughs> So at what point during your career did you think, I want to get into fiction writing? It was the other way around. Okay. I always wanted to, to write a mystery. And I, you know, I did some writing early on. But um, yeah, it was by the time I was getting on for 50, I said, I've got to do something, got to start writing. And so I came up with a story, write what you know. And somebody that I knew had in, in the field, it was the kind of person that you love to hate. You know, she, when she's there, she's charming. You can't help but like her, but you turn your back and there's a knife in it. Oh, yeah. And so was, I've seen people like that before. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was, I, I heard some stuff about her life and she died and police found all kinds of weird things in her house. They, they said it was a suicide. Nobody who knew her believed that she was 37. Wow. But one thing they found was evidence that she was an international madam. Oh, wow. Yes. She flew all over the world. Her father was on the board of directors of an airline so she could fly anywhere. And she was a graphologist, a handwriting analyst. And she'd go all these places. And she says she was a graphological ambassador to the world. But really, she was going places and having these these kinky sex parties and things. Wow. Wow is right. So I decided I needed to use her in a story. <laughs> if, you're, if you're watching us on YouTube, you'll see that both Christine and Maya's mouth was just hanging open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it was an interesting story. And I mean, there was a whole lot to it. And I used a lot of the elements of her story in my first book, Poison Pen. Oh, that's a good inspiration. I tell that you for is. a mystery. And wow. Yeah, it's a sad story, but yeah. It's terrible, but really fascinating also. Yeah. Yeah. So when did you first write that Poison Pen? Um, what year was that? I started writing it in 1997 when I wrote some of it, but I didn't know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I put it away. And then in 2000, as I said, my daughter was killed. And so, you know, after that, I really needed something to distract me. 
obvious reasons. And so I pulled it out again. I started working on it. Mm. And I found out that somebody that I knew and who was a psychic, I didn't realize had also published a whole bunch of books through Random House, romance and mysteries. And so I started working with him and he was helping me. And he still does uh, all these years later. So he's like your critique partner. He's my first critique partner. Yes. (laughs) He's not afraid to say this is crap. (laughs) Okay. So having a critique partner who also is a psychic, that seems to be like a pretty good combination. I'm thinking. (laughs) (laughs) He's great. Yeah. That's really neat. And so all these years later now, this is number what in the series? Eight in that series. Eight. Wow. I don't write fast. Well, it did. The thing is, I wrote it, and and in 2000, the the first 20 pages won third place in a big competition, Southwest Writers. There were 97 entries in in the mystery thriller category, and I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. And I got to go to Albuquerque to, to win it. And had dinner with a couple of big time um, editors at, I was, it was uh, Sarah Ann Fried at Mysterious Press and Tom Colgan at Berkeley Prime Crime. And they both, you know, liked it. <laughs> and Sarah Ann, she said, I love the characters. They're slightly over the top in a Jackie Collins sort of way. Oh. And I thought that was not what I was going for. But I'll take it. <laughs> and so she said, send me the rest of the book. And I did. And a few months later, I wrote to her and I said, did you get the book? And she said, I didn't like the characters. Oh, yeah, that's that's the rejection of the field, isn't it? I mean, yeah. So it took another seven years before it actually got published. Wow. 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 Well, here you are now, though. Yep. Yes. All right. I think it's time for our. I do, too. So this is our midsection where we kind of we ask um, our guests the question in a bottle. And so. It's a question that you might get to at the end of a bottle. (laughs) (laughs) This is a pretty good one. It says, what do you do to get rid of stress? It could be interesting or not. I don't know. Not particularly. (laughs) (laughs) You know, last week I hurt my back. uh, And I think part of that was due to stress. Mm. And so I've done a lot of lying on the couch watching binge watching many episodes of the great british baking show oh i have never watched that i never had and a couple of weeks ago my sister was here and she's a chef and she'd never seen it so we watched an episode and then when i needed to lie down and and be still and de-stress that's what i did that was it I think that has helped a lot of people during the pandemic, actually, because that's when you started hearing about it, that people are just like glued to that. Mm -hmm. I haven't watched it myself either. I don't watch much TV. Yeah, I I watch like Law and Order and things like that. I I like Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, yeah, I like Grey's Anatomy. There you go. You guys both like the gore. (laughs) Well, Grey's Anatomy, that has a lot of other stuff in it, too. Yeah, it does. good stories in fact mcdreamy things you know and stuff oh yes well some years ago a few years i don't know seven or eight years ago um i was hired to work at a ted conference oh you know ted talks Mm -hmm. Uh and to do handwriting analysis uh, along with a colleague of mine a friend and between us we did oh my god over 700 analyses wow and one of the people who sat down at my table for an analysis was shonda rhimes oh really Yes. And she, she did not appreciate the fact that I went all fangirl. <laughs> oh, that's funny. 
I had to calm down really fast. She yeah. is very impressive. Yeah. How is her handwriting? <laughs> it was great, as I as I recall. She <laughs> liked what I said about it, whatever it was. Yeah. It was like you're a go-getter and multitasker and <laughs> yeah, right. I remember telling her that her family was the most important thing to her. Oh. oh. And she agreed with that's a huge compliment yeah okay so sheila i'm so curious i was reading on your website which is beautiful because it's got great um pictures um for this for the dead letters but i um was reading that you took back your publishing rights this last year i did and you started your own imprint and i write choice imprint which is so great can you tell us about that process (sighs) yeah well (laughs) with a big exhale it sounds tiring (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I looked at my sales last year and I loved my publisher. I really did. And they're friends and they're local. We have lunch. But I thought, you know, they're not able to currently do as much for me as I need done. And last week I turned 72. And so I don't have as much time anymore to be, you know, to get my books better known. And so I, I think I'll, you know, I'd like to do it myself. And so I jumped off a cliff. Wow. Wow. I was very lucky to have met a a young woman who has been working with her husband, who is also a mystery author, and she'd been really successful getting him uh, advertising and so on. And she did all the heavy lifting, getting and and showed me and taught me. I rewrote all of my 10 titles, re-edited them, I should say, in three months. Wow. Really exhausting. But yeah, we got new covers and the, the new imprint, Right Choice Inc., is just for my books. So don't anybody write to me and say, Will you publish my books? Okay. She's not looking no. for You're that. You're like, I email. don't want that headache. <laughs> no, it's, it can be quite a headache. Yeah. But once you get, I mean, the big thing about writing is writing is hard, selling your books to a publisher is harder. Mm-hmm. But the hardest thing of all is marketing and getting them known. Right. And it's kind of a science, I've found. Yeah, there's a lot of competition. I mean, there's a lot of re- the great thing about the, you know, self-publishing, there's makes a, a lot of avenues available, but there's a lot of competition to get people's attention. Yeah, indeed there is. And yeah. I have just hired a professional marketing company to take on to tell me what needs to be done yeah. to get, yeah. you know, to meet my goals. Right. Right. Well, hopefully we help a little. You're on our podcast and we appreciate that. So maybe it'll it'll do something for you too. So my question is, you you said you write slow, but I got to tell you, you have six nonfiction books and now 10 fiction. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking you must be somewhat dedicated. So (laughs) I just have no life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's typical of writers, I think. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) <laughs> but um what is your advice to other writers uh that could help them you know get get the job done the uh the process yeah like do you have a routine or something that uh, really works and I'm super super non-disciplined i'm afraid <laughs> and because i have you know i make a living as a handwriting analyst so that how it always comes first but that's that's not a constant thing and uh, you know, at this stage of my life, I like to have a little more freedom. But with writing, what I do, and I get up in the morning and do email for about an hour and all that, that stuff. And I do the crossword and everything I can do to put off what I really <laughs> do. And about two o'clock in the afternoon, 
is when I actually start working. And by then, you know, I got to be doing something else. So it's really hit or miss. But by by about 10 o'clock at night, I think, oh, I've got to get something done. And so I usually write pretty late. Wow. You're a night owl. Yeah. So it works out that way. So, but everybody really has their own process. Right. I mean, do you like, do you feel like you have to write every day something or do you just kind of like go in spurts? Well, I'm always writing because I have hundreds of emails. A day. Right. So I'm always writing something. Right. And usually, you know, many people, friends are sending me their books to look at and I just um, critiqued a book of somebody that, you know, asked me to, and there's always something like that. But like right now, I need to start working on my next book in the Beyond the Veil series. Mm. And I'm thinking about it, but I'm an outliner. Mm. Some people, you know, we call them pantsers or plotters. And mm-hmm. I'm a plotter. I've tried pantsing it before on my third book, uh, Dead Right. And uh, I wrote about five chapters and then months went by and I said, oh, that's when I was with Penguin and I had a deadline and uh, I better, I'd better write an outline. And I did. And what happened was the thing that I thought was going to be the big reveal at the end of the book needed to come right in the middle. Interesting. So I had to, you know, rethink all of that. Mm-hmm. Having an outline helped me, but not everybody can work that way. Yeah. Kathy's a big outliner. She loves it. I like organization. Yeah, well, it's not that attractive, actually. When you look behind me, I'm kind of <laughs> like a... <laughs> well, anyway. Once I write my outline, I probably will never look at it again. It's just to get everything in oh, my head. Oh, interesting. Or I might go back at the end and see, did I cover everything that I wanted to cover? Hmm. I write it on cards. I, I'll put, you know, like I'll, I'll write down a bunch of ideas for scenes and then each scene, then I'll fill it out with a paragraph and then start writing. And I found that writing that part by hand rather than on the computer, it's a much more creative process. And there's, as a handwriting analyst, I know that there are brain reasons why that's true, but it's, it's a really good thing to do, write with your hand. That's interesting. It is really interesting. And I do like when I do, do notes and things, I do it. It's, I'm not as easy at doing it on the computer. I write them down, even though I'm writing the book on the computer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, Interesting. so says the handwriting expert. Everyone, yes. Just saying tip on I know, creativity. I tip know. Of the day. Okay. So um, Sheila, before we go, we always have one final question that Christy's going to ask you. Yes. Which of your characters would you like to share a meal with? And what would it be? Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Joel. It's Joel. clear she knew. Claudia's boyfriend, who in my mind is uh, Gerard Butler. Oh, oh yeah. There okay, you go. I would like to also have yeah, dinner. We, with we him. can all do that, right? <laughs> now, where we won't yeah. crash your party. We won't crash your party. <laughs> As to what, though, I don't know. I think, you know, he likes big manly steaks and stuff like that. <laughs> so that's good. An old dark steak place where you guys can yes. romantically look at each other. <laughs> or, or back at um, uh, used to be Shanghai Reds in the marina where the Claudia and Joel go. Oh, there you An go. Actual place, but now they've changed the name to Whiskey Reds and changed it all around. Ugh. Don't they know that you have some like you need consistency for your books? Oh, no. <laughs> well, I had to change. In fact. I mentioned the change in dead letters. They went there. Oh, oh that's good. Because 
Claudia had gone away for a couple of weeks to help her mother. Yes. Came back. That's where he took her. Okay. Yeah, I remember. Before all the oh, bad cool. things happened in everybody's families. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm not okay. going to do a book about COVID. Uh, yeah. Okay. So Sheila, if um, any of our listeners have questions about you or want to reach out to you, what's the best way to find you? Um, well, my email is real easy. Sheila at Sheila mm-hmm. Let me just say that I sometimes have email delivery problems. So there's an alternate Sheila Lowe at roadrunner.com. Do you have it on your website uh, contact link or something? Yes. Yes. So Sheila Lowe for books and then just sheilalo.com for handwriting analysis services. All right. All right. Oh yes. In case they want to hire you for that too. I forgot. I know. (laughs) Or, you know, want to pick your brain about stuff for their, if they're writers or something. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you. So for any of our listeners who like books about Egypt and Egyptology, Dead Letters is a great read. And it has a very cool cover too. I love it. I love love that cover. Well, I got to tell you, Sheila, this has been a very nice time, a fun conversation, and I'm so glad you could join us. Thank you so much. And happy belated birthday. And happy belated birthday. Thank you. Thanks so much for inviting me. So now I think all we have to do is do a cheers. Cheers to you, Sheila. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Subscribe to our podcast on our website, gameofbookspodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you liked what you heard, you can give us a five-star rating or review. You can also subscribe on YouTube where you can watch and listen. On gameofbookspodcast.com, you can find all the information about what we talked about on this episode. And you can sign up for our newsletter and enter our fun contests and giveaways. We also post our stories and links on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Hope to see you there. I can guarantee you that we had fun today. And we hope you did too. Cheers.